you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to Night City Stories, a podcast about our experiences in Cyberpunk 2077. This episode, we're going to be talking about the Voodoo Boys, the Animals, and Pacifica. My name is Jarrett, but you can call me Ja, and I am here with my friend Bobby Schessler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, hey, hey. And also here with another friend, Justin Maxey, also known as Big Juicy Hog. Hey, what's up, everybody? Yes, and I'd like to welcome any new listeners, and also welcome back any returning listeners, and, you know, we'll just let you know, guys know, if you're new, we do have a Discord, you can join us in there, mash.gg slash Discord, you can talk about, you know, what we talk about on this show, you know, cyberpunk stuff, or there's other shows and other, uh, you know, content we have in our Discord, so come by, join the community, check us out, all right? Uh, so, yeah, I don't think we have, like, much... Uh, I, I, I unfortunately I haven't had a chance to play a bunch of cyberpunk um in the past week mainly because you know this episode is mostly just information about the areas right like I said you know I, I was thinking about putting all this together with maybe the beginning of the next mission the next main mission where you actually go down you, you meet up with the voodoo boys but that's a pretty hefty hefty segment right you know, because I'm pretty sure that like just going over everything that happens there, we're talking somewhere between two to three episodes, I think. You know, just to get through the beginning portion, then going into, you know, through the black wall and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a pretty at least two episodes for that. So I figured might as well break this part off. We're probably going to have a bit of a shorter episode here and then we'll be back to full form, <laughs> you know, next week. Uh, talking about the gameplay and going to the mall. I think it's called the gym. It's G I M. I have to have to. I, it's been a while since I've been there, so I think that's what it's called, the G I M gym. So there, I, I, I'm, you know, obviously you guys can't see us. I'm looking at both their faces. They're just like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, probably. I know there, there's some, there's some we have no big, idea. <laughs> there's some animals in there. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's what we want to do. This episode is kind of, you know, because this is our first, I mean, I guess technically speaking, you could have gone into Pacifica already and done stuff in Pacifica, but this is our first real main mission in Pacifica. Like the game doesn't really lead you here for anything else. Like I think the game, it feels like the game leads you to other areas. So you meet some of the other fixers and you know, things like that. But the main fixer in Pacifica is Mr. Hands. I think that's what they call him. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think he's the only one there. I guess technically speaking, each area really only has one fixer, though. Because, like, the Batlands only has Dakota. Uh, Wherever the Valentinos are, I forget what area that is. They only have the one person. Yeah, the old old guy. uh, Padre. Padre. Is it Padre? Yeah. Padre, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. usually sitting right by the place where you do the boxing match. Right, yeah. So, yeah, like, Pacifica, this is... I know, like, this is my first time... You know, on my main playthrough, this is my first time really going into that area. 
And I figured, uh, you know, it'll be a good time for everybody, you know, to talk about it. So, uh, before we do that, though, let's do a quick recap of what we talked about last week. Last week, we met up with Takamura's contact, Oda, and he refused to help us, but he did spill the beans of where Hanukkah would be uh, the parade honoring Saburo Arasaka. So, you know, we went and talked to Wakako about that. She gave us some information, and now uh, Takamura is coming up with a plan to get to Hanako. Uh, we also talked about going back over to Judy's and finding that Evelyn had killed herself. And Judy was pretty broken up about it. But now, you know, she she found out some additional information by going through some more of uh, Evelyn's memories. And now she kind of wants to take down clouds. She wants to get revenge on Woodman if you didn't kill him. You know, if you killed him already, obviously she can't get revenge on him. But she also wanted to, you know, kind of take down clouds. So. Or get revenge on the people that kind of let that happen to Evelyn. So that's what we talked about last week. And like I said, this week we're going to talk about Pacifica, the Voodoo Boys, and the Animals. So let's start with Pacifica. That's where both of these groups are really going to be. I thought about adding Netwatch to this, but I think we're going to talk about Netwatch more once we get into the gym. And uh, that'll be made clear uh, once we actually get into the gym. <laughs> you know, why once we get into the gym. So, um, but Pacifica. Not the greatest place. The NCPD really doesn't hang out there. Um, it's really just Voodoo Boys turf, and they are the law of the land there. But it wasn't always like that. So Pacifica was supposed to be this high-end vacation resort location, for like the ultra-wealthy, right? It was supposed to be like a retreat for corporate employees and tourists. There would be beaches, hotels, entertainment. And, uh, you know, and it looks like that. You can kind of tell. That's what they wanted it to be, right? You know, um, there is a part of uh, of town that's really built up and it has a lot of like tall buildings and neon lights and stuff like that. And it looks like they were almost going for that aesthetic, but like by the beach and then it never happened. So um, as of 2045, that's what was happening. The resort was functioning as intended. It even had like an amusement park that was protected by a Militech and it was attracting uh, crowds. And they were also developing condos uh, that offered a view of the sea there. And I think I don't think the NCPD really had a, a large presence there while Militech was there. I think Militech really just kept that entire area secure is what they, they were doing. So things started to change around 2069 when the Unification War happened. And we actually had talked about the Unification War before when we were talking about the history of Arasaka, because that war was between the new United States and the free states. But the war was essentially fought between Militech and Arasaka. So Arasaka fought on the side of the free states. Militech fought on the side of the new United States. And um, while that was happening, there was fear that the, that the uh, NUSA would invade Night City from the south, and that would make Pacifica this battleground. So corporations start and investors they pulled all their funding, and they just left Pacifica unfinished. Militech pulled out, which left Pacifica lawless, right? Um, and you know most of the buildings were unfinished, but there were some buildings there. So homeless people moved in, gangs moved in, and you know by 2077 the district was just overrun by poverty and criminal activity. So um, 
sometime between 2070 and 2077, the Voodoo Boys made Pacifica their base of operations. And the Voodoo Boys, they actually originated, and we're going to get more into this, but they originated um, from a, a Haitian community that settled in Night City after Haiti was basically destroyed by a climate disaster. So they're essentially a lot of Haitians came as refugees and the voodoo boys formed out of that. So the NPC, uh, NCPD won't touch the area. So the voodoo boys, they basically protect the local community. All right. But it, there is a lot of high crime there. Uh, so in 2077, and I think you hear this on the radio stations or you can at least find um, shards about it. But in 2077, mayor Lucius Ryan uh, he redesignated Pacifica as an independent district. And this allowed Pacifica's crime stats to be excluded from the official numbers. So 2077 is a re-election year. Uh, there's actually a side mission that, yep, you yep. Know, that, that, that comes into play. And this resulted in a 3% drop in Night City's crime rate, which the mayor used as a talking point in his re-election campaign. So something else, and I didn't find anything about this in the game, but apparently... Uh, in 2077, King Tao also began to express buying property in Pacifica to build a new server facility there. And the city council is actually considering selling the entire district to, to King Tao for a single dollar in exchange for a pledge to help fix their crime problem. So they kind of want King Tao to go in there and mop it up. Mop it up. That's what they want him to do. They 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 give him the plot. Actually, they, they sorry. I said they they were going to give him the entire district. That's not true. They were going to give him a plot of land to help with the with the crime problem. But I mean, a corp can do that. A corp as big as Kang Tao can most definitely do that. You know, that is it's equivalent to Militech moving in. Even though we did take down a Kang Tao armored vehicle and then wipe the floor with their security guards, so maybe they can't. <laughs> but well, we are V. <laughs> yeah, but V is V, right? I mean, we're the we're the you know the protagonist of the story. I mean, that makes sense that we're He Man. Have you gone head to head with Melotech yet? Uh, no, I don't think. Like, I've tried to get stars enough to get them to come, but I haven't been oh, able no. to get them to come. Does Melotech come? Be like, does Melotech replace the police? Oh, I just guess they would if you got a like a high enough star count, but. I've done plenty so. of missions where I fought against Militech and all their uh, their robots and whatnot. Yeah, I'm talking about yeah, like when they have like there's some areas that are like pretty secure. I, I might actually be thinking about Arasaka. Um, yeah, I think in terms of like missions and stuff like that, or even side missions, it, it's never really too hard. But if you kind of just start some shit up with them, yeah. it can get a little rough. Like See, if you go into an area where they have two three robots and then plus like some some of the larger enemies see maybe i just trouble maybe i just never went into those areas like the only militech that i remember is when i'm in the car with jackie at the very start of the game and and militech is like that's not militech that's the police there's a i forget what uh, they called that's um what do they call that division i never uh, saw them i like i never I, yeah, now I, I know, know. John about Bobby. Yeah, I, I've never gotten enough stars or anything like that to, to see them. Well, and the one time I think maybe I'm right on this one. Maybe this is the police, but I'm pretty sure I'm right on this one. But it was the mission at the clothing store where 
you fight a cyber psycho and then the girl that was in the original trailer that was a cyber psycho is the girl commanding the group of Militech to come to take out the cyber psycho. Did you do that quest? So, yeah, some of the cyber psychos you fight are, were, were previously Militech, yeah. Well, no, no, that, but this that happens is, in a couple areas. No, but Militech actually comes and takes this psycho out, like while you're fighting him in the the uh, store. Um, it's a it's a quest you can only get started if you go in the store. It's like the high, the fancy area of town, so it's the fancy clothes, and then you leave, and then like 24 hours later, you get a text from him that's you know saying to come check out gear. You go in there. A cyber psycho comes in, you fight him for a bit, but then uh, the girl that was in the original trailer shows up. She's Militech. She's with a whole bunch of Militech people. They've got that big plane that comes down and lands like right outside the building. And yeah, she like questions you. And then later on, he'll send you a text and be like, hey, she used to be a cyber psycho. And that's what leaks her to the original trailer showed at E3 like all those years back. <clears throat> no, I, I've never, I, I don't know what mission you're talking about. Yeah, I don't recall it either. Huh. I mean, I guess I could look it up. I don't know why when I was listening to it right now, Bob, you know, like when a kid's telling you a story and you're like just shaking. <laughs> 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 That's how I felt. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll try and uh, find it. Yeah, I'll be good I haven't run it. Then again, on none of my characters, I, I haven't finished the Cyber Psycho like, quest line or anything. So if it's part of the regular Cyber Psycho quest line, I did it because I finished the whole Cyber Psycho. I don't Psycho. know if it is or not. I just don't, because you don't actually, like, they come in and save you from the Cyber Psycho. You just have to survive. Like the trauma team or whatever comes in? Yeah. I, then I don't think I've done that one because no one saves me. Yeah, I'm the saver around here. That's right. I'm V, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, like that's just kind of like a um, a brief history of Pacifica. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Voodoo Boys because that is who I would say kind of officially runs Pacifica, right? Um, now I found out there are actually two versions of the voodoo boys. We have the 2077 voodoo boys. And then there's actually a group of voodoo boys that don't, I don't know if they never existed in this, uh, version of cyberpunk or if they just came before. So the voodoo boys who we've seen in the game, they are Haitian refugees, right? Or at least they were, they come from Haitian refugees. Uh, the first Voodoo Boys were not Haitians. They were mostly just white guys with like tattoos, feather implants, and they put bones in their noses and ears. And they were a gang of uh, uh, terrorist drug dealers that engaged in magic rituals, and they dealt non-synthetic drugs to students at the university. And they were like really violent. Like they would like torture, rape, and kill for any reason. They would mutilate and maim their victims, dissect their body parts for rituals or just to like kind of like scare people. And uh, sometimes they'd warn their victims with chicken blood and feathers on their doorstep. And, you know. So they're like voodoo and more than just name. 
Yeah, like yeah. Like, I mean, I don't think they actually did magic. I think they did what they thought was magic. Yeah. Like you know what they th- they remind me more of Maelstrom. It sounds more like a like oh, yeah. a voodoo version of Maelstrom. Because remember, so there is one cyber psycho, um, quest or side quest person that you fight where Maelstrom did some type of ritual, mm-hmm. and it brought an AI through the black wall and it invaded like this person's yeah. this, this person's body. Almost like summoning a demon. Yeah. That one sucks. I do I hated that fight. That fight. Yeah. And it sucked even harder on my character that's a sniper hacker. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hold on a second, I need time to shoot. Time out. Time out. <laughs> yeah. With all those guys I would just uh, run around and then plus that one would disappear all the time. You're like, well okay, where are you at? Yeah, like it would do this thing where it would like it would um make your vision like distort real quick and then it would just like disappear and it's like what? So yeah. But yeah, so that that's what it reminds me of. And I wonder if they just didn't go with it because they didn't need two crazy ass gangs. You know what I'm saying? One crazy gang is fine. You know what I'm saying? A maelstrom is like they're like eighties. They're the eighties. Maelstrom is the eighties. <laughs> they they're the Warriors uh movie if they had the uh the tech. Right, yeah. So uh they're just figuring like, yeah, we don't need two gangs doing magic. So uh so sometimes they let students from the university into the gang, but they weren't really in the gang. Like kind of the joke was on them. So they'd use them as like cannon fodder for low level like gang activity or just use their family's money. Um and you know this voodoo boys they were actually a high priority for the ncpd but it was hard to track them because they had no base of operations and the locals were so afraid of them that they wouldn't cooperate with the police you know they were afraid of them so that's the the the, i guess the, the the older version or the original version like i couldn't get a timeline on when those voodoo boys existed now the 2077 Voodoo Boys are the ones that we deal with in the actual game. So in 2062, like I said before, a, a, a large Haitian community settled in Night City because Haiti was destroyed, right? Um, so these Voodoo Boys, they're extremely exclusive, secretive, and distrustful of outsiders. And they kind of bring that up in the game, right? You know, Mister, when you talk to Mr. Hands about trying to meet with the Voodoo Boys, he was like, how are you supposed to get that meeting? He was like, dude, that's what I'm calling you. He's like, how he's kind of like, what do you mean? He says, you know, you tell him I, you have something that they want. And then he's like, I doubt it, <laughs> you know, cause they have, they, they do all of their own stuff. You know, they have all of their own, uh, networks and all that stuff. So yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty self-contained, uh, which probably makes it one of the things that makes it really difficult for the police to kind of infiltrate that. There's no way in, right. They, they yeah. there's no, there's no bot. There's no like a bottom feeder to shake. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That thing. Uh, so they consider themselves the guardian of the Haitian refugees' interest and uh, safety in Pacifica. And most of these voodoo boys are no are net runners. So that, well, that was one of the things I was kind of disappointed at is that you really couldn't find like a, at least i didn't find like good net runner clothing or anything like that you know this would have been a great time to have some type of um you know um friend system you know what i'm saying or what's the word i'm looking for a uh, favor system oh, yeah. with like it's, the gangs and stuff like that it's all just like like the net runner suits are all just like leotards right they're just 
like full yeah. body suits. Yeah, but they look fucking cool. They have like cooling systems and shit in them. You know, I just know, leotards. They look cool. <laughs> I just, I just wanted some transmog in this game because I was like walking around with like a golden corset for the longest yeah. time because it's the best <laughs> offer I had. Dude, that is true. I don't think they, we needed transmog. I think we just needed better like designs. Well, if you want to, if you wanted to dress your character up the way you want to, you need a transmog. Like that's you really do. Because with, yeah, you know, with like the way that they created the game, yeah, yeah, like you, that's the thing. Like you, and other than that, they'd have to take out of for every type of clothing, they'd have to have, you know, like a high vert, like an equal high yep. version of it. When you could just kind of take the stats of that piece of clothing and put into one of your favorite ones. Like my main character still looks like a clown. Still, yeah. <laughs> mine looks like, like a cloud now. Yeah, because it's like. Wearing yeah. like one of those winter hats with the ear flaps and a, a corset and like some some booty shorts and some <laughs> cowboy boots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like my other characters, I keep them I keep them dressed a bit better. But my main character that I just want to max out everything. Yeah, you know. So I, that's I'm curious if they actually address that because that is one of the biggest problems I, I have with the game is how you know you can't really it's hard to to truly make your character the way you want it to because of the dress, you know? But at the same time, though, like, until they really introduce, like, a actual third-person mode, like, all that really matters is your pants and your shoes. As long as you got some good shoes, you're good. And I pull up my my character screen. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I see my character all the time. (laughs) Not to mention, I ride on motorcycles a lot. So I see my character. That is a bummer, too, yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, the Voodoo Boys are mostly net runners. They're very skilled. Like I said, some of their some of the uh, the outfits they have look pretty cool. So, um, one of the main goals of the group right now is to uncover the secrets of the old net. And the old net it was segregated from hum- humanity back in 2040 after the data crash that released dangerous rogue AIs into the net. So, we're actually probably going to talk about that more on another episode because that links into a side quest, the data crash and uh Bart oh no what's his name uh Bart Moss uh what's the first name I can't remember the first name right now but like you remember the Bart the yeah. Bart Moss side quest Bob Mm-mm. Hog yeah I I do is that is that the uh the uh the one where they left all the messages all over the place yeah and you had to keep going to all the different towers and getting the different clues and that's the one where you get the email to go to the website, and that's how you kick it off. Yeah. And yeah, then you yeah. have to wait for a cell phone call, yep. which, yeah, you have to oh. wait for a cell phone call. Wait, the one where you're at, like, the street uh, on the beach, it's like a advertisement sign, and you and Johnny are, like, deciphering At the very it? end. Is that what? Uh, yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound like you do. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but like, so we'll, we'll get into that um, in another episode. Um, but the Voodoo Boys, they want to make contact uh, with AIs beyond the black wall. Uh, so they're looking for a way to penetrate it. And because their attempts to breach the black wall, you know, because of their attempts to breach the black wall, 
they have drawn the attention of NetWatch. Now, NetWatch is an organization that was founded in 2013 that was created to patrol the net looking for illegal activity. And it was founded by governments, corporations, large, large organizations, and they also worked in tandem with them. And for the most part, they would just arrest people who were breaking the net law for the most part. Uh, but sometimes they would use programs to maim or kill people um, that were, they, they would consider their opposition. But in 2077, uh, you know, their main goal is to keep people from breaching the black wall. So yeah. that makes voodoo, the voodoo boys like, you know, public enemy uh, number one for them. Yeah. And go ahead. I was going to just say, you know what the black wall reminds me of? It reminds what? me of like the giant containment unit in Ghostbusters. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. But for AIs. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, that is that is pretty much what our involvement with the Voodoo Boys is going to revolve around, uh, dealing with NetWatch and dealing with, you know, the Black Wall and, and things like that. So, uh, but the Voodoo Boys, they make their money by hacking and obtaining sensitive information, and I imagine they either blackmail or sell that for money, and they'll also contract out their net running skills. So that's just a little bit of an overview of the Voodoo Boys, you know, who we're going to be dealing with, you know, starting next week in that episode. Now, there's another gang in Pacifica. They're trying to push their way into Pacifica, and that is the animals. Um, Earlier, when we talked about it, actually, I'm not even sure if we really talked about the fact that, you know, you called Mr. Hands and he calls you back and he tells you, like, hey, the Voodoo Boys have a job they want you to handle for them. Which was is a little surprising because they're pretty self-contained, but they want you to take this job. So obviously it's going to be a shitty job, right? Um, but that job is dealing with the animals. So the animals are a gang that focuses on achieving like peak human strength, right? Yep. They're fascinated with the primal side of human nature. And they view this aspect as the border between man and animal and are, you know, they're each on a personal quest to establish themselves as a new dominant human subspecies, essentially. Um, so the way they do this is they use combat enhancing implants, ultra testosterone, not just testosterone, ultra testosterone, <laughs> folks, uh, animal supplements like horse, uh, sorry, horse growth hormones and a steroid like drug known as the juice. Now, the juice is not great for you, folks. It doesn't st- increase strength and speed, but it also has its risks like perpetual erections. That means a permanent erection. You can't get rid of it. That might sound good on paper. It is not. You're it talking is about not. when I was like 14. Okay, Bob. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying the truth. Okay. Uh, irreversible, enlarged breasts, balding head, but increased um, hair growth everywhere else. Uh, changes to the skin like acne on your face and shoulders, kidney problems, prostate cancer, liver failure. So, yeah. Re- regular animals, steroids, except for mega. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they well, uh, they don't regular, really have a bright future. Yeah, regular ster- steroids definitely don't come with the constant erection, though. Right. Uh, so what they, yeah, what they normally do is they sell their services as bouncers. Uh, they're actually the guard at the out afterlife. He's an animal. He's one of them. Uh, so the the guy you see at the at the front door of the, of the afterlife is a part of the animals. 
And they've also kind of cornered the illegal substance trade. Um, they have um, underground live. Oh, sorry. They have underground live or die privacy fighting. So that's another thing that they make money off of. And their leader is determined by whoever is the biggest and strongest among them at the time. And at this time, that is Matilda K. Rose, also known as Sasquatch, uh, which you may or may not deal with them in the next mission. And I, I'm going to talk about that a little bit. I'm, I'm going to talk about that a little bit uh, next week. Not right now. And the, the animals. So this is the, the thing, right? The animals don't have any permanent turf. They just kind of move around and, and go as they as they please. And now they're trying to push into the Voodoo Boys turf. At least that's what the Voodoo Boys think that they're trying to do. Like they're trying to push into their turf and establish ground there. So at this point, the animals have like a, a you know a little bit of a ground fight with the Voodoo Boys going on. And the thing is, they don't use common like electronic implants, and instead they have custom made body enhancements. And I think maybe this is one of the reasons why the Voodoo Boys may, may be having a bit more trouble with them because they may not be as I'm not sure they, they may be able to, but they may not be able to hack into their cyberware and stuff like that. Yeah. Since it's all custom. That's just the theory for me. I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. Um, but yeah, they're actually not just brutes either. You know, like they're all pumped up and jacked up and they have the horse tranquilized horse, you know, steroids and they grow muscles in bats and shit like that. But they also practice like multiple forms of martial arts so they know how to fight. So they're just really into being fucking violent. You know, um, so yeah, they're not just, they have, they, they don't have, they have like no brains, but extreme, you know. right? Yeah. Everything is extreme for them. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's the animals. Uh, yeah. I didn't even realize that the animals were super jacked until hog said something about it. I think close to the beginning of the series, because when I went through the first playthrough of that area uh, of the gym, I, uh, yeah. I snuck past all of them, all of them, you know? Uh, yeah. I was so good. I didn't even see them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I know you didn't. So I think this time I, I'm curious to see how it's going to go on my, on my melee character because on my, on my hacker sniper, I'm a hacker sniper. So we'll see, uh, you know, if, uh, you know, how well it goes, if I'm going to have, um, if if I'm gonna be able to hack them that much, I think I'm gonna have cyber psychosis by the time I go in there with the hacker sniper. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, with my melee character, I'm like, well, they're pretty, they're pretty melee big. Based. Yeah, melee based. So is she gonna get her ass whooped? Like, how's this gonna <laughs> go? That's what that's what I'm curious about. I do want to do a run where I just wipe the floor. I would just kill everybody, you know. So because there's quite a few of them in there. There's a there's lot. A lot. Of them. Yeah, there's a lot. Multiple layers, multiple floors. Yeah, and it's especially this is one area that has like it's a big area and there's multiple floors. I'm just kind of like, can I really take on them all? Take all of them on, you know? So especially with the melee, but we'll see. Did you guys see uh, that I found the mission I was talking about with the girl from the trailer? Her name's Melissa Rory. Yeah, that's why I just posted that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's the mission that I'm talking about. You you have to like set it off by going. It'll never happen if you don't yeah. go to this 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 one store first. 
Yeah, I don't remember it at all because I don't remember a chicken lingerie with mantis blades. Yeah, and, yeah, <laughs> and it's and it wasn't Militech. It was Max. Uh, Max Tech. Yeah, Max. Yeah, Max Tech. So I was confused on you were talking about Militech. That's a corporation, and I was confused thinking of them when you were talking Militech. Yeah, I have. Yeah, because I have no idea like what store you're talking about. Like, I don't even go into clothing stores at this point because I never see anything I'm gonna like that's worth buying. No upgrades. I mean, that's I mean, that's one kind of cool thing. It's you know, like you've played so many faucets of the game, but because you didn't do this one action going into clothing stores, like you were held out of a certain mission that actually has, you know, uh, so what I'm looking for. Uh, Easter eggs. Right, right. So, yeah, I think it's going to wrap up this episode. Like I said, it's going to be short episode this week. Next week, it should be we should be back to normal. Uh, but I did just kind of want to get through those three, three topics real quick. And then, you know, next week we move on to the actual uh, mission where we will meet Voodoo Boys. We'll meet Placide for the first time. I think that's how you say his name. I think it's Placide. Yeah. Uh, and I think we're going to get to the gym. And then the week after that, we'll talk about the aftermath, you know, because there's definitely some b- options to take. Uh, I am curious to go through that. That The gym was one of the ones I was curious to go through a second time just to see what happened if I picked the, uh, you know, the opposite of, I did the opposite of what I did the first time, you know? You chose violence. Yeah, if I chose violence or there's a there's a major decision that gets made there, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure talking about. He has a major decision that gets made there, so I'm curious to see what happens. But we're going to talk about all that next week, yeah. though. Uh, you guys got anything before we wrap up? Um, I'm just going to say, like, I enjoyed this episode tremendously. I've never felt more like the studio audience, and I just wanted to keep applauding <laughs> your like really good because I didn't know any of that history and all and all that. That like I feel like this game would have been better for people that know these types of things because it would have really made the missions feel a lot more real than they did right. throughout playing. Like as you were telling the, like, I didn't know anything about the voodoo boys, like what you're talking about. I didn't know anything about Pacifica and how it started. And like, it really changes a lot of the different interactions you had throughout the game. I mean, it's kind of like rereading the first, uh, the first book of the uh, Song of Ice and Fire, Game of, yeah. Game of Thrones. The first time you read through, it's not going to really all click. But the second time, you actually understand all those prereq things. And I think this game would have been a lot more exciting. And, you know, like, it just would have been better if people had known these types of... I mean, I just, sorry, it was a tangent. I just enjoyed this episode. I felt like I was just like listening to you like, oh, wow, cool. So (laughs) that's all. This game, this is one of those games where you don't really need the backstory to enjoy it and, you know, have, you know, have a great time with it. But if you know the extended universe, it probably helps quite a bit in some of the interactions and stuff that you see throughout the game. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what I was trying to say. Like, I was enjoying missions I had played before just listening to all of this over this episode. So I really I really enjoyed this, even though I wasn't a big part of it, you know? <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I hope the audience also enjoyed it. This might be somebody, somebody listening like, this guy has no fucking idea what he's talking about. 
you know? And what we talked about today, I don't. Yeah. But now I have a little bit more because I, I was here. <laughs> He forgot to mention this in 2037 about the Voodoo Boys and how their leader stubbed <laughs> oh, his yeah. toe. Exactly. <laughs> be, yeah, there's going to be that guy, sure. The, but I mean, we can learn from him too. Not a yeah, true so, fan. Absolutely. Yeah. I know. I'll be the first one to admit, like, you know, this is my first dive into the cyberpunk world. So yeah. most of my research is going to be coming from what I can find online and the wikis and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure there's not, well, obviously the wikis are pretty extensive, but. There's probably some like you know I forget what they call like the the books for like when you do like a, a RPG campaign like the Dungeon yeah. Master guides yeah, and the, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, all the RPG books that'll have like the the, yeah. the manuals and all that. But for me, I always I this is my first dive into it as well, and I always played the the better version of it to me, which was Shadowrun. Oh yeah, which, <laughs> <laughs> which is Lord of the Rings Cyberpunk. Ah, <laughs> and with yeah with like. Like the big thing is like there's orcs and stuff in yeah, trolls and elves yeah. and dwarves. So right. like, yeah, definitely I get where you say the Lord of the Rings thing. All right, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Thank you guys very much for listening. If you want to keep up with what's going on with the Mash Those Buttons Network and uh, this show, Night City Stories, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash the Mash Network. Uh, Bob, why don't you tell them where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at blazed underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. And how about you, Hog? I guess you could find me at YouTube at Big Juicy Hog Gaming, but I'm a ghost. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Jostradamus. You can find me on Twitch too at Church of Jobs, which is TV slash Church of Jaw. You can also find me streaming on our Twitch channel, which is Twitch TV slash um the mat. No, sorry, Twitch TV slash Mash Those Buttons. And uh, you can also find me right now on the Mash Those Buttons show that is our general Mash Those Buttons podcast. But you can find me on there weekly with uh Nick Zelenkavich. Uh, and Bob was on there a couple weeks ago. We had a good time. Right, Bob? Yeah, dude, I had a blast. When's that going to start streaming? Because that could be fun to have a little audience there. Well, the the time we record that show, push the point streaming, so we'll have to see. Oh, <laughs> well, true, so true. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, and, Bob, did you tell them that you're on Warcraft Reloaded? I don't think so. Uh, no, I, yeah. I, I didn't know if it really pertained to this podcast, so I just – it pertains to you, Bob. You're important. <laughs> yeah, you can check you can check me out every every week on Warcraft Reloaded. If you just Google Warcraft Reloaded, you will find one of your favorite spots in the top ten. Yeah, or you can just go to the Matches Buttons website and also look at Warcraft Reloaded. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> that might be the easier way to do it. Uh, you can join our community at Mash.gg/discord. We love to have you there, and. Um, you know, I encourage you guys to reach out to the podcast with comments and questions, and you can do so uh, by either on the Discord or on Twitter, or you can send us an email at contact at match.gg. Uh, if you enjoy the show, you want to help us out. One of the best ways to do that is to share the show with others and to rate and review the show on your podcast platform of choice. If you want to take your support further, you can visit mtb.gg/support. And you can see all the different ways to support Mashless Buttons, like with Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Mashless Buttons. And you can help support Mashless Buttons starting with tiers at $1. And gain early access to content as well as exclusive content. Uh, we do have a Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash Mashless Buttons. 
We do have Twitch subscriptions at twitch.tv slash smash those buttons as well. And we have a humble bundle affiliate links. If you're buying a game on Steam, I think Epic Store now as well, even I think some Blizzard stuff, if you use our affiliate links, we get a little bit from that and it costs you nothing extra. And we also have one-time PayPal donations. And I encourage you guys to stay tuned after this show to hear more about Mash Those Buttons. Have a good evening. I guess. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 